Hello, my name's Jack Green, Head of Performance here at Champion Health, and welcome to the 12 Minutes of Workplace Health podcast. I'm joined today by Chris Jones, CEO of England Athletics. Now, I've known Chris for quite some time, and I've always been impressed with his openness and vulnerability around mental health and well-being. So, with no further ado, welcome to the podcast, Chris Jones. Chris, great to have you on the podcast. You and I have known each other for a little while now because of, of sport at England Athletics, but it'd be great for you to, to tell everyone listening who you are and what you do. Thanks, Jack. Great to be uh, with you this morning. Uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk with you. Uh, I'm Chris Jones. I am uh, 48 years of age and uh, I am CEO for England Athletics, the national governing body for athletics and running across England. I have been for nearly a decade, getting towards a decade, but I've been with the organisation around 16 years. And prior to that, worked for Sport England, the English Sports Council, uh, and in local government, sport and leisure management. Uh, married with uh, three wonderful children, uh, based in East Anglia, albeit I'm recording this from Worcestershire, uh, where it's howling a gale outside and wet, so I'm, I'm pleased to be indoors. But I'm delighted to be here to talk with you, Jack, uh, because um, I know you and I, uh, share a, a, a passion uh, and um, you know determination to talk more openly about um, mental health and well-being generally um, to create that safe space for people to realize it's okay not to be okay. Now that's a pretty good start and straight away I'm, I'm going to dive into that and say or ask where does that that passion and determination for those open conversations, improve well-being, mental health, where does that come from? Uh, I've suffered with my own mental health all my life. I think I can honestly go back to probably the ages of six, seven, where I knew that there was a voice in my brain saying, that's not quite right. And the other part of my brain saying, oh, it's okay, it's fine. Um, uh, suffering with anxiety, nervousness, you know, fear of things going wrong. Uh, things that more often than not you can't control, uh, but I would still worry about them. My mum calls it the, the kind of mushroom syndrome. Uh, she's uh, struggled with it during her life, but also her father. Um, all my family heritage is is uh, Welsh, uh, and uh, he was a hardworking man in the in the in the Rhondda Valley. And I, th- you know, bringing up a young family, uh, not having much. Uh, he came from a large family, lost his parents at a very, very young age uh, and lost siblings as well. Uh, and, and he struggled throughout his life with anxiety and worry. And I think that that's kind of in in our um, in our system, if you like, as a, a family. And it's kind of paid forward to me. Um, my my son, actually, who's 17, uh, he suffers with ADHD, but he also suffers with anxiety. It's actually wonderful to watch him play sport because when he plays sport that kind of dissipates uh but i think you know he and i and other members of our family when we have too much time to sit and think it can be a real positive you can be pretty creative but also it can have its dark side as well so so i've struggled from an early age and i recognize that the older i become maybe a bit more wiser you realize that it's important to talk about this stuff because if it can help you as an individual uh, to talk but also help other people 
who may be suffering in silence, then I think that's a positive thing in creating this uh, acceptance, this this belonging and this safe space for people to uh, know it's okay not to be okay. Thank you, firstly, for sharing all of that. I think it's amazing for someone in your position, a CEO, a leader. We talk about leaders and managers giving permission to their, their people that they work with and role modelling that open behaviour, that vulnerable behaviour and actions that we're looking for. And Whenever you write a wellbeing strategy, that's the first thing that we want to do. Leaders, managers, let's get that buy-in from them. So how are you doing that with all this this experience, personal lived experience and a passion for well-being? How are you supporting your your staff, your employees at England Athletics? Well, first and foremost, talking openly as leaders, as you say, I think we've got a responsibility to lead. Um, And I think being open with people uh, about yourself as an individual, what you see is what you get. Uh, being open and transparent in that is really important. And uh, as I said before, having the ability to, to think quite widely and quite deeply has has its benefits, but also it, it, it's kind of negatives as well. Uh, and so I, I had a particular episode about just over 12 months ago now where I was diagnosed with burnout. And it was tough for everyone, wasn't it, coming through the, the pandemic particularly in leadership positions where you were having to navigate an organisation through uh, what was unprecedented time. And there were a number of things that were building up over a period of time. I wasn't sleeping properly, uh, over-ruminating, overthinking stuff. And uh, in the end, I, I, I just burnt out. And so I had some time off work. And when I came back, I thought this is really important that I talk about what I've learned through this process, the important of, importance of uh, getting balance and taking regular breaks and keeping perspective and surrounding yourself with the people whose views you really respect and trust and, and having that space away from work because you think more clearly. And so um, myself and the leadership team, we spoke about this and then we convened an open forum for people to come and talk because I knew people within the organisation were struggling. We'd all been through the mill, so to speak, and um, I... Uh, as a result of that, we've introduced a number of initiatives. We already trained everyone in the organisation in mental health awareness. We have mental health first aiders in different departments across the organisation. Uh, we already offer uh, three discretionary mental health wellbeing days, leave in addition to your statutory uh, leave, a golden family day, and also uh, uh, you get your birthday off, which we feel is important to send a message that balance is all important in terms of work and life. Uh, we we have also introduced a series of Let's Talk Mental Health webinars during 2021. I know you've been part of that programme as well, Jack, so thank you for that. But that's encouraging uh, our, our volunteers within our, our 1,400 clubs, our 3,000 leader-led social running groups through our Run Together programme, to come and join the conversation. We have over a thousand volunteer mental health champions and ambassadors in our clubs and groups across England, creating safe spaces for people in their membership, in their communities, uh, to know it's okay not to be okay and to use the medium of athletics and running uh, to contribute towards better mental health and wellbeing. And it's it's good to run and talk. 
uh, is our hashtag, our annual campaign that we run. So there are a number of things that we're doing, but I think from a leadership perspective, talking openly about these issues is very important because people do mirror behaviour, I, I, I believe. Uh, they will follow uh, good examples of leadership and sadly sometimes indifferent or poor examples of leadership. And I think this is one area where we've come a long way over the last five to ten years. There's a lot further along that way we need to go, um, as there are with other equality matters in sport and society. Uh, but I'd like to think that we are playing our part at England Athletics to making the world a, a, a kinder and a happier place. I love that. I love that little sign off as well on the kinder and happier place. And obviously people would know if they listen to this or they might not that athletics is my sport and obviously is, is a big part of my, my world and has been a big part of my life. So to hear what's being done at a grassroots level is amazing, as well as within your organisation. Now, most people know sport to have quite a bit of stigma when it comes to mental health and a lot of toxic masculinity, various other things. Have you found any kind of barriers or pun intended hurdles when you've been trying to promote well-being within sport? Not these days, no. Um, I think you're pushing pretty much a, a, an open door. Uh, I, I think there are some very brave, bold uh, people within society and, and often in the limelight now who are talking openly about their own struggles, which I think is very powerful. However, if I think back to my own you know, say five, ten years ago, but certainly my childhood growing up, it was kind of a taboo area. You were you were worried about talking openly about the struggles you were facing in internally, uh, because it, you felt it would be perceived as a sign of weakness. Um, particularly if you have am ambitions to progress within your career or within sport, you think, well, is it right that I say to someone that I'm struggling, and, and will that be a kind of mark against your name? so to speak. But I, but I think thankfully, these days, we have come a long way. As I said, there is there is much more that we need to uh, do as sp in sport and society. But I, I think we're on the right the right path. And certainly, um, you know, tools such as, uh, you know, Champion Health that England Athletics is, is, is partner with, you know, are, are really important in providing people with the tools and the resources to be able to find that solace, to find uh, that 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 space on the the well well being pathway, if you like, um, that works for them. And um, you know, we introduced early in early twenty twenty one a happiness measurement tool within the workplace, just to track how people were feeling. Uh, and it's a it's a weekly survey, a very simple short survey uh, called Friday Pulse. And that then helps us as an organisation to be able to monitor, measure the mood across the organisation, which, of course, relates then to culture uh, and, and, of course, behaviour. Uh, and so ultimately, we can track that and correlate how people are doing and then come up with support strategies to, to hopefully make their time with us uh, more enjoyable. Yeah, and I remember when we were speaking before and you had Friday Pulse and obviously working with Champion now, how they complement each, complemented each mm. other. And it's really good that you've got all these things within a, an organisation, especially a sports one. We tend to look at, at the athletes a lot of the time and not always that support staff, particularly when it's the administration side of things. So it's great to see them getting the support. Now, we're coming to the end of the podcast and I'm going to ask you the, the worst question ever. And it would be, 
if there was one golden rule for well-being, improve well-being in the workplace, what would you, you kind of recommend? Space, creating space in your life uh, to keep connected with the things that are truly important, truly important to keep you, keep you grounded, rooted, uh, and to keep that perspective. What I mean by that is keep doing the things that you really enjoy, that you've enjoyed from a very early age. I, I stopped playing cricket for three or four years. I used to, I used to growing up, measure my effectiveness as a human being based on how I'd performed at cricket, which is just, now I look back and I think that's pretty sad, but I, I threw everything into cricket and uh, was obsessed with it, which was part of my personality. And then you, you kind of lose the enjoyment. So I played a good level of cricket through to the age of 40, 41, and then decided, no, I, I'm, I'm, I can't do with the anxiety anymore, the worry of getting out, the worry of failing. Uh, the worry of what other people thought to me, even at 41. And I had all the responsibilities that were far more important than that in the workplace with family and what have you. Um, but I stopped playing. And now I've gone back to playing, but I'm playing because I want to enjoy it. And I want to play with other people at, whose company I enjoy. Uh, playing golf, going out and walking, going out for a meal, finding space and not cramming the working day with back-to-back -back calls online or face-to-face, traveling too much, too frequently, and burning yourself out and generally creating um, what I would regard as being destructive um, forces, if you like, if you're not careful, and it creeps up. So creating space is so important and remembering that we're all, we're all on this pathway. You're born, you live, and then we, and then we pass. And so we're all on that struggle. We're all on that pathway. So we've got a duty and responsibility to recognise that other people are on that pathway and be empathetic with people and support them to bring their best and to to get their best from everything that they do. So creating space, I think, is really important. I love that. What a great way to finish. Having that space, but also finding enjoyment, which I think a lot of us forget within wellbeing. So thank you, Chris. Thank you for your time. Uh, we know we work very closely with you and, and really enjoy working with England Athletics and yeah great to have you on the podcast as thanks well. Jack and thanks for everything you're doing great to see you as ever thank you